Welcome back, everyone, to Quadrant 4 Politics. I'm here with my good friend, Riley. Hi, I'm Riley. That's Riley, and this <laughs> is Quadrant 4 Politics. Please make sure to send us any questions or comments at quadrant4politics at gmail.com. That's the number four, not spelled out, but the number. Also, listen to us on any of your favorite streaming Podcast, uh, podcast streaming yeah. At, got YouTube, got Spotify. Are we on Amazon or something? Uh, not Amazon. I don't think we are. We might be on Amazon, but I know for sure we're on like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. The the most popular ones we are, and then some little ones. I don't. I can't remember all of them. But oh. we're on like like eight audio only streaming services, which is pretty dope. Alrighty. Well, you guys are back to listen to me and Riley hash out some more. Uh, political questions but you know Riley before we started this I didn't say this to you but I'm I've been going through people's Facebook or lately because I've I've been on Facebook Facebook is where happiness goes to die (laughs) it's because I've been at work so to get onto messenger to talk to people yeah because I use it more than texting yeah I'm on it but then I see people's posts otherwise I don't really go onto Facebook I don't ever post anything on Facebook yeah Except for the vaping thing you post on Facebook. Well, I, every once in a while, I'll put some out there. I think that was exclusive. I've never seen you post anything else, but that was something you were serious about. Well, it was, <laughs> it was to a news site, and yeah. it said, do you want to post on Facebook, too? And I said, sure. Ah, cool. So, <clears throat> I, because that was directly to them. I wasn't just saying that like to yeah. the people. Well, you on, wrote a paragraph. I wasn't just saying to the people on my friends list, though. Yeah. I was telling the Tacoma Tribune. Should we have a Tribune, vape episode? <laughs> no, but anyway. Half the episode will be us just vaping super loud into the mic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Like, yeah, man, vaping should totally be legal. <laughs> vaping is legal. Just purchasing the liquid isn't. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is that I have a relative that posts all this super pro-Trump stuff, and I have another relative that is more mild about it, and I have a lot of liberal friends posting about college being free and how this corporation or this billionaire is an awful person, and it's just getting really tiring. It is. So, again, we're called Quadrant 4 Politics, but we also... We want to stick to ideas. Ideas are more important to us than issues. So if you guys want us to discuss any specific issue, again, write in the comments or email us and let us know. But I like to stick to ideas. So Yeah, ideas are good because in the end, politics are pretty much just drama. Everything on the news is just drama, you know. But if that's what the audience wants to hear, I'm happy to talk, to talk about yeah. it. I have, I have lots of thoughts about, you know, Trump and... Yeah, uh, I just don't stay up to date, like, especially since Trump's been president. I mean, it's too much crazy. Like, yeah. He's too crazy, and then the media pushing it and pumping it back out. Yeah. Too crazy for me. So, uh, anyway, uh, again, we are doing, just like last week, we are doing uh, pulling questions from the political compass test, which is not something we fully support or endorse, but it is what our name, Quadrant 4, is based off, because it's a libertarian conservative podcast. We also got some new, maybe more interesting questions from a site called isidewith.com. It shows you kind of where you are politically, but more so it kind of lines you up with political candidates. So uh, let's start. What do you want to start with? Let's start with the uh, political compass question. Okay. 
Last time I was wrong about which one would be more interesting. Or I don't remember if I was wrong. I just know. I think the uh, I side with one was more interesting because the second one was the Marxist one, the oh, Marxist quote, yeah, I thought that and was that was confusing. I mean, it led to a decent discussion, but uh, uh, that's where you know sometimes we just don't even talk about the question; we just talk about whatever else. So Matt is um, Jesus is channeling himself oh, through Matt yes. right now, helping him choose a question this is, from the because this is how Donald Trump legislates, right? <laughs> yeah, because Jesus they, is guiding my hand right now. I want our listeners to hear me. <laughs> That picture is so cringy of Jesus like holding the pen that Donald Trump is holding, we're talking, signing his we're name. We're talking about uh, <laughs> what Riley brought up last time about his grandma's. I'm post. sure everyone has seen that fucking picture. I haven't ever- seen it. You haven't seen that picture? No, I mean, I'm pretty sure they did it with Bush as well, because you know the fucking Republicans. At and least you Jesus. could claim Bush was a Christian. Like, yeah, you can't really claim that with yeah. Trump. I, I, if I there's mean, if anyone who out believe there, that, yeah, they're stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but if you believe that Trump is a Christian, you are a re- Hard. <laughs> and to my fellow Christians, that should be the uh, defining factor of if you can vote or not. <laughs> to my fellow Christians, like the first question on the ballot should be, "Do you think Trump is a Christian?" And then if they say yes, just throw the ballot uh, away. <laughs> you know, the Christians who do think he is a Christian are going to say, "Well, you don't know his heart." And be like, well, "He speaks it a lot." So. Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus has led my hand, so yeah. So there's a, a he's question to, he's, signed by God. He's asking me to hold this question and let you speak, though. Uh, uh, oh, it's, I saw something interesting. Apparently, um, uh, I don't know. I don't remember it too well, but apparently Trump has written so much on Twitter that he's written more than the book Ulysses, which is like a historical novel. Ulysses. Yeah, by, I don't know, is it Homer? Yeah, or Homer. Um, yeah. Apparently he's written more on Twitter than that book has in length. <laughs> Which is pretty interesting. Probably all of his Twitter, though, like before he was president. Uh, also, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. because he wrote a lot uh, during the Obama years. Um, but also, real quick, um, last week tonight with John Oliver, uh, the most uh, recent episode um, that I saw uh, was about um, election, uh, like voting machines, and apparently in other states. Like, there's three options. There's our state, where it's a paper ballot completely. There's another state where it's a digital screen that prints out a paper ballot, and then you insert the paper ballot. Um, and then there's states where it's all digital, all on a computer screen, a touch screen. And um, apparently those things are, like, super, like, easily hackable, and, like, they're left out in the open days before the election. And there's, like, this guy who goes around and takes pictures of himself with the voting machines. He can just walk into, yeah, like, a Yeah, but are they set agent. up to, like, actually start receiving Well, that's the thing votes. is, if you know what you're doing, you you can you can set them up real quick and get it done. There was an, uh, another clip he showed in that. Um, I should send you the link because there's it's pretty probably good ways video, to but... check it beforehand. Like they probably well, you think and that, but sure it sounds like uh, I mean that's zero. the thing is that can we really trust government? Government's not good at doing their job. They're not good at technology. Well, if we the people hold them accountable. Yeah, but we're bad at that be, too. Well, then you know, because <laughs> we're supposed to be the government. Yeah. You know, that's why we get to do referendums it's, and it's... all that stuff. So. I don't want to go too, too much on a tangent. Let's get to the question. All right, this God-selected question yep. Jesus has chosen. Jesus says. <laughs> is Mothers, it a good one? It is a good one. Okay, good deal. Mothers may have careers, but their first duty is to be a homemaker. Goddamn right. Make America great again, That's motherfucker. Right. Make, it, make it great again. <laughs> 
Mega. <laughs> um, so, for some reason, this is where Jesus led my hand. Like he leads Donald Trump's legislation. Oh Jesus! But maybe can I Jesus read it again? is just helping him with his handwriting. Like, can we say okay. for sure? Have you read his his signature? It's pretty big. It's it's. I think his signature is kind of cool. It is kind of cool, yeah. But it's also like, what the fuck does it say? Mm, he has a, does he true. write out Jay? It's, is Jay for Jonathan? It's it's for John. Uh, uh, I'm gonna read this again. Uh, mothers may have careers, but their first duty is to be homemakers. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about this one. What do you think? I have a lot of thoughts about it, too, and I'm a little scared. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you go first? Okay. I'll, I'll be labeled the sexist. I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, so something interesting, actually. Um, my girlfriend's father said this recently, and this isn't something I agree with, but it was just interesting coming from a, uh, a boomer's perspective. Have you seen the OK Boomer meme? I just heard about it's it today really and have funny. no idea what it means. It's just whenever a boomer, you know, like a baby boomer, uh, whenever a boomer says something like mean about millennials, what you're supposed to say as a millennial is, okay, boomer. <laughs> just like brushing them off kind of thing, you know, like, okay, boomer, whatever, because uh, boomers ruin the world, uh, according to uh, millennials. I'm not sure if that's true or not. And probably vice <laughs> versa. Okay. Anyways, yeah. um, so my girlfriend's father said something interesting. Uh, he said, uh, um, that feminists gave up, like women gave up everything because of feminists because um, back in the day, back when America was great, uh, women didn't work and um, you know they were, they were just the home takers taking care of the babies and cleaning the house and stuff like that. Um, but then when women you know were like, we want rights, we want to vote, um, they started getting jobs and landlords looked at that and said, all these house com- households now have doubled the income, so we're going to double the rate of rent and stuff like that. So everything became more expensive when women started working just because each house had now had two incomes. And um, that was something that uh, women regret. Well, that's what my girlfriend's father said, that that was something that women regretted, is like we gave up all of our freedom because we wanted the same rights as men. And that's not something I agree with. I just thought that that was an interesting thing that he said. Um, Personally, I fully support women uh, working. I uh, I don't think women should be forced to have children. I'm not. I don't believe that women are baby makers. I think there's too many people on this planet. I'm a huge supporter of abortion. Um, you know, it's uh, if a woman wants to work, that's awesome. I would personally love to to be with a woman who is really wealthy and works, so I didn't have to. I would happily be a. a what if homemaker. she wanted to be? What if she wanted you to be the homemaker? She was really wealthy, but she wanted to have a child with you. Um, it depends on how wealthy she is. I hate children, but for the right <laughs> amount of money, I would do anything. <laughs> All right. It's like hire a nanny to take care of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously. Like, yeah, the child's there, like, in the same room as me, but there's someone else taking and care of it. And you're sending positive vibes. Yeah, like, good, good <laughs> Like a millennial said. I'm going to be over here fucking playing video games. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think I wasn't thinking of this the same way as you, uh, so I guess the question we start with is, do women have the obligation to have children? And I, to, to answer that, I say no. Women don't have to have children. I don't think within my Christian value set that uh, women are solely baby makers. I think they are, you know, it takes two to tango, and I think it takes her to push it out and carry it and whatnot. But I don't think anybody has to do that, just like... Um, you know, there's biblical views on marriage, but what it doesn't say is you have to get married, you know? Um, Except so, for, I think, uh, 
Catholics and Mormons both, I think, encourage women to have babies. Um, like that, well, and I know Mormons encourage families. families or and, and marriage. Yeah. Um, and Catholics just, I think Catholics tend to have big families because there's also a lot of Latino Catholics and hmm. they produce in higher numbers. I don't know what the correlation to that could just be some comment that is now racist. But uh, <laughs> so the next question then becomes when they have the children, what is their function? Mm-hmm. My personal belief is that a child is better off with its mother than in daycare. Now, it could be better off with the father as well, but as much as society or the left wants to change things, men, for the most part, are still typically breadwinners, or now it's two breadwinners, and the woman falls into the position of homemakers. The problem is what... I would have advised differently during the female revolution thing is explain to the men that your job of uh, homemaker, specifically having and caring for the children, is just as important, if not more important, than his job. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I believe women have the harder of the two jobs, and any woman who can get past society's pressure to have you put your kids in daycare and go get a job so you can be a successful woman and then eventually have a breakdown because you're doing way too much crap between your kids and your job. Um, Any woman who can get past that and say, I'm comfortable being a mother, I'm comfortable being a wife, I'm comfortable cleaning the house a little bit more because I know my husband's at work eight or ten hours a day or he's in traffic or whatever. Like, I applaud you. I was in uh, psychology class in 11th grade, and we were all talking about what jobs we want to do. And this girl in class said, I just want to be a mom and have a family. And everybody looked at her like she was crazy. And I was like, you know, I think that's very honorable. Like, that's, she's basically saying, I want my first choice to be my kids and my family. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that view, because I'm not saying women can't have jobs. I'm just saying that I think it's beneficial for everybody when there's a solid family unit. Just like I wouldn't argue against divorce, but I think things end up better mm-hmm. when things are worked out. Um, in that same psychology class, my teacher taught us that, you know, he said, who here believes that if you are in an unhappy marriage, you should split up? And just about the whole class raised their hand. And he said, that's really interesting because when I was a kid, you know, we thought of it as an arrangement for the whole family. You have kids, you bring, or you get married, you have kids, you bring them into the world, and then you break up. It's not just about those two people, it's about the family. You've made a contract to those kids that... I think that depends on how toxic the situation is because it's not good to have kids around a couple that are yelling at each other Well, that's why you should, like, decide these things very carefully and ahead of time and plan and use birth control. And, uh, yeah, well, that's the problem is, like, the right gets labeled as hateful because of its views on family and abortion and the fact is, is like if we also did the whole personal responsibility thing, like we wouldn't have to have this argument, you know, mm. because 
people would get on the pill. If they, or would, they would, if they would lay off the uh, sex till marriage thing as more of a responsible thing and less of a religious thing, I think they would get more supporters that way. But it's seen as such a religious thing, like you shouldn't have sex until marriage because God wants you to save yourself for your significant other. And so, you know, liberals are like, fuck that, I'm going to start fucking people right away. But instead, like, waiting until marriage for sex, which is not something I condone or have done, but waiting until marriage for sex is... uh uh responsible you know but then again people also rush into marriages so they can fuck i mean that gets into a whole different discussion because the thing is is society's just so different than how it used to be and maybe that's what these preachers mean when they say satan has taken over this world like it used to be that like you guys could know each other for a few months and get married and somehow make it work for 80 years. People and I have... were, uh, uh, it's like Hank Hill. He's my favorite. How His view of the world is like, you know, uh, don't hold my hand in public, Peggy. It's too too indecent kind of thing. You know, he's very conservative in his uh, sex life and romance life. Well, but, I mean, what we find is that, like, some of that, I don't know necessarily about Hank Hill, but, like, we find that Hank. some of that <laughs> stuff, like, worked better, you know? Like, yeah. With the, like back before the sexual revolution like we can say that certain groups were suppressed and whatnot but was society overall better i don't know but we have too many kids nowadays growing up in split parents home single parents home uh kids growing up without fathers we also don't know you and i are, are pretty young we also don't know exactly what it was like back in the day i mean like you can watch like the Andy Griffith show. Did you ever watch that growing yeah, up? Yeah, a few times. Show. Yeah, it's it's like you could see that, and that was like a depiction of what life was supposed to be like back then. Like that's what they wanted life to be like, and that's my only view of of what history was like. But we don't know what was actually going on back then. Maybe things were a lot worse in a different way. You know. Um, those were the times where women were expected to create babies and that men were abusive husbands, you know, and that was just accepted by society. In uh, the sexual revolution, maybe it made us less responsible as people and we made, uh, encouraged us to have broken families, but they also encouraged women to stand up for themselves and not let a husband abuse them or just be seen as a baby maker. I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. No. I'm just playing devil's and advocate. And I'm just when we when I come to it from a Christian view, the Christian view is that the husband's not supposed to be abusive or disrespectful yeah. to his wife. That is not his role. And mm-hmm. so I think that was more. I don't, you know I I don't know how many households that happened in. I mean, it still happens in households. That's and there's also you know. I didn't even, like, there's battered men's shelters. Did you know this guy? Oh, yeah. Women are terrible. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, so to answer the question, if you're asking me legally, should they have to put their homemaking responsibilities in front of their careers? Absolutely not. But the question is, mothers may have, see, it says mothers may have. If it says mothers should have, or mothers could have careers, but their first duty should be to their home and family, I would say agree. But when it says mothers may have careers, but their first duty is to be homemakers, well, no, not all. I mean, if you want to be a couple, a marriage of two with no kids, that's fine, you know. 
but just realize that with that baby comes responsibility and what are you going to do with it and are you prepared to take care of it um i think uh my my final thought on this is i think it's a, a lot of uh, nature thing i think that women instinctually are um uh, caretakers of the babies. I think that's just an instinctual thing. Well, and they're also thing. caretakers of and, men. Like you know, I hope that that's not a sexist thing to say, but I just think that women are more motherly. Um, but uh, I think that men are also less motherly. Like I think when a couple has a baby, if both of them are working, the woman is going to be more inclined to take care of the baby, and the man's going to be like, "Yeah, I like the baby." But I'd rather go to work, you know, for eight hours a day than take care of the baby. And I think that's just the way that most situations end up. I'm not saying that that's the correct way, and I, I encourage people who do it the reverse way. Um, but but I just think that's the thing naturally is that is for the humans. correct way because biologically, that mother has a connection with the child that the dad can't have. It, I mean, and also the mom's the one that feeds it. Like, I mean, you can give the baby formula or whatever, but like nothing compares to breast milk. So. Like, and, you know, there was, like, this, there's this new campaign called, like, you know, something about, like, it's not just women who can breastfeed, you know, and it's like, yes, it is, like, that's how it works, and the... Well, it, it, I, that might be a transgender rights kind of thing. It, it, well, it didn't have to do with transgender, it had to do with, like, m having men do more of the caretaking part, oh. which, that's fine, but don't say that women aren't the only ones who can breastfeed because that's not the truth the yeah. truth is like i mean we can argue it from a cultural or a spiritual standpoint but when we do it from a biological standpoint the fact is mothers want to be with their babies and we see lots they also of, have to recover from childbirth they can't work during that exactly time. and we see lots of women that take up careers and some of them and then they'll be off for many months and then they will, some of them will just decide, this is what I want to do. I want to be a mom to this child. Or they'll say, you know, I want to resume my career. And then they do. Either way, you know, it creates some sort of interruption in the workplace, but that's not what this is about. Um, and I've never seen it create so much of a disruption that, like, I've ever had to close doors or anything. But, uh, you know, there's biology at play here and you know also it goes back to when you know work was more manual and that's why men did it because mm -hmm. their bodies couldn't produce babies but hey they did have more muscle mass so they i mean lift rocks all day there's there's so much like there's so many ways you can come at this question but i guess i would say I don't remember how I answered it originally, but I guess because of how it's worded, I would say degree. Disagree? Uh, um, yes, sorry. But the spirit of the question, like what it's trying to get across, and this is why we should write our own test, um, I would say agree. Like it's better when a child is raised by their mother than in daycare, and I speak from experience with but that. But do you think a... It's better to be raised by the mother than the father. Like, do you I think, don't know that there's enough. Do you think it's a better situation for the mother to be stay at home than the father to be stay at home? I I used to think that. Now I would say I guess undecided. But in any case, I would say it's better for one of the parents to stay home than just because a woman chooses a career over caretaking doesn't necessarily mean that um, 
it goes to child care. I mean, it could. Uh, it could be the grand, grandparents, grandparents, or, yeah. or um, the father could work a day shift and the woman could work an evening shift, and they. But then is that good for the family that brings in that aspect? Like if the yeah, husband. Yeah, I mean, um, unfortunately, in this uh, economy, we've been forced to. Uh, we need two incomes, you know, because apartments are expensive. But we won't go into that. <laughs> uh, you ready for the next one? Yes. Do you want to do another uh, political compass test, or do you want to do an eye side with? Let's do an eye side with. All right. Matt, let uh, Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> well, Jesus took the wheel on that one, and we're probably going to be sexist. Yeah. M- labeled sexist. If we, were, if we were more famous, or if we ever get famous... They're gonna use. They're gonna have a lot of material against us. Yeah, we they're can never run for political up, office. Yeah. Like. <laughs> they're gonna cut this up and uh, make all sorts of bad quotes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. But Good times. I mean, what it comes down to is just you know speak what you believe and be open to changing your mind and be honest without being you know harsh or. Mm-hmm whatever and understand that people believe differently and just you know you do you yeah we can't let the uh culture war take us in the direction that you can't you can't recover from the sins of your past and you can't grow as a person and stuff like that and that's yeah that's kind of what it's become that's like what you know twitter wants us to you know that's the future twitter wants is you can't be if you're anything but perfect, you're you know a criminal and it's like that's how politics now works now is like let's figure out the worst things about my opponent and bring them up bring yeah. up what they did 20 years ago you know so but anyway the question um i don't remember if jesus guided my hand on this but, one or not by the way um with these questions if there's any that you know we both think are pretty bad or you think is pretty bad uh we can ignore them i there are some uh, foreign policy ones in here and i'm not super informed on foreign policy kind of stuff so we can uh, ignore those ones. I'm probably just slightly more, but I'm more interested in domestic. Like, if you look at, like, what's going on in the Middle East or, like, Israel, a lot of that, like, my brain just turns to mush on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just, like, I just let the generals take over care of that. in my <laughs> eyes. It's like, why? I, I'm kind of an isolationist in that aspect. Like, I just don't think we should be involved in that stuff. But that's a, we'll get that question when we get there. <laughs> Is it a good one? This is a good one, Riley. Oh, nice. This is a good one. I like it. <laughs> Should immigrants be required to learn English? Should immigrants be required to learn English? And had you had you clicked other stances, this would be a longer slip of paper, as we talked about in the yep. last episode, but it would have my answer on here. Oh, yeah? But What's your answer? It sounds my like you've got it locked is, and loaded. Yeah, my answer is we must first declare it and make it our country's official language. Or states it's not? need no. Huh. America doesn't officially have an official language. Or states need to have official languages, like perhaps whatever the top two spoken are, and wherever that immigrant lives. Like for example, if somebody immigrate or migrates from Mexico migrants. No, if they migrate, oh, or, okay. I guess emigrate from Mexico to New Orleans. Is it less American if they learn French, and is English really American in and of itself? No, but the reason, the thing is, is we want them to assimilate, and when I say assimilate, I don't mean leave your culture behind, but I mean be able to, uh, you know, 
mingle with the current culture we have, yeah. uh, or at least society. And I think that's done a lot better if they're, they at least have basic understanding of English. And I wouldn't say, you know, building on this, I wouldn't say that they should have to be denied entrance in if they uh, don't know English, but maybe during that learning, or maybe during that period before they become a citizen, they could be required to be enrolled in classes. And, um, you know, I know there's lots of like free public classes. Um, for example, I know somebody right now who married a woman who doesn't know very much English. She came from Mexico. And uh, just down the street from where he lives, they she goes to a class where she speaks with other people learning English as a second language. And that shows that she's trying to make it to where she's putting herself into, you know, she realizes I'm in America, so I'm going to be part of the American family, you know? Yeah. And uh, so... In, in one sentence, what is your answer to should immigrants be required to learn English? In one sentence, what is your answer? Can it be a sentence with like one of those semicolons in it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it can't be a run-on sentence. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is grammar class. Immigrants right now. should be required to learn the predominant language of where they live. Semicolon. <laughs> Uh, uh semicolon <laughs> I'm thinking Come, I guess I would say however that language does not need to be English unless it is declared So you think that they should be required no. to learn English? I think that they should Well no because English isn't America's but official if, language. If if, uh, if it was If it was which it pretty much is if it was, you think they should be required to? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I disagree with this. I don't think that they should be required to learn English. However, um, this is another like free market situation. I think that if they come into our country and don't know English, that it's going to be a significant hindrance to them. But um, won't it be? You know, I'm okay with like a multicultural society, and if like pockets of society like there's a pocket of canada where french is the dominant language instead of english well and that's and, I, that's how i you know there's pockets of louisiana where it's that way yeah there's pockets of tribes that still speak their own language mm -hmm. that's why i say they should learn the language of the area they're going to live in well i don't i i just uh language evolves over time and if you say english is our dominant language like if you like uh uh can't think of the word but if you like enforce that like if you put it into law that english is our dominant language then it almost stops english from evolving because then it, it can't evolve in anything because, else, because then, then the government has to decide what english, english is yeah that's you know, a good point a lot of a lot of people um think that you know y'all and ain't and yaint which is y'all ain't <laughs> aren't proper english but the fact of the matter is is that we're not trying to keep up with the with the dictionary the dictionary is trying to keep up with us and the fact of the matter is that y'all is a very it's a very um 
it's an improvement on the language. Like we can talk better, we can understand each other better by words like y'all because you're. Well, isn't y'all considered slang? Well, it is, yeah. But I mean, if it's a word that everyone starts using, I, I, the dictionary adds words all the time, especially yeah. in the modern age with like a lot of technology abbreviations like brb and lol and stuff like that. I'm not sure if those ones specifically are in the uh, are in the dictionary, but the dictionary adds words every year. Um, that like yeet might be in the in the dictionary which is kind of a meme word it's kind of a meme word it means like to launch something sort of like i yeeted that over there um but like the the fact the the point i'm trying to make is that the dictionary's job is to keep up with us our job isn't to keep up with the dictionary so i'm worried that if you turned if you said that english is the the language of the land and you put that in stone that that would be a hindrance to the language evolving and getting better um but um, regardless of that, I don't think that they should be required to learn English because uh, uh, it's it's a personal responsibility thing. I, th- I think if you come to a country where English is the main language and you don't learn English, I think you're an idiot. Um, and I hate dealing with people who don't learn English. And I know that that's coming from an ignorant American. Most people in this world speak more than one language. And I'm an ignorant American who only speaks one language, the language but of my own But is it ignorant but... to be frustrated because of a language barrier? Or is that natural? No, no. They, I, I'm not saying it's, a, it's bad that I'm frustrated by that situation. I'm just saying that compared to the rest of the world, we don't know as many languages as, as they do, which, you know people view us as lazy for that purpose but the fact of the matter is is that english is the main language in our in our country and if you come to this country and you don't know english you're a fucking retard because you're not going to get by very well but i still don't think that that should be required for immigrants to learn english and if you want to stay at home and you know just have every day be a struggle because you don't know the language then a struggle that who's paying for riley you? I don't see that anyone's really paying for it. Well, it's, I, mean, I mean, I I think that they would be paying for it most of all. Like if you're if I'm working in customer service and one customer doesn't speak English very well, either way the transaction will still happen. But then I move on to the next customer who probably will speak English. But that person who doesn't speak English, everything that they do that day outside of their home where their family speaks Spanish or whatever is going to be a struggle for them unless they go to a Mexican restaurant where they also speak Spanish. And I, I really hope I'm not being racist here. But uh, it's I think that, like, for me, if I was ever to travel outside the country... Like, Japan looks really interesting, but I'd never fucking travel there because I don't know Japanese, and I wouldn't be able to get around in that, like, it scares the shit well, out of me. Well, you could travel with, you know? like, an American travel Well, tra- like, a translator would be yeah. awesome, um, which would be, you know... Well, uh, that's talking about a vacation, not yeah. a temporary trip. But, like, you know, I'd rather move to a place like... Uh, uh, Norway or Sweden or Finland or you know those not shithole countries. <laughs> well, for example, I I've taken a lot of French. I took four years in high school, yeah, and two semesters in um, college, and I would say like if I was to decide I wanted to move somewhere, like if somebody told me right now you have to pick, I would pick France because I'd say it's going to be easier for me to adapt because of what I know and because I know enough of the language to build from there. You at least have some roots. And so it's just, I, if we're going to have a program where we have, okay, if you, okay, let's put it this way. If you're for open borders and you believe everybody should just come and go, well, you're stupid, but um, 
then whatever, you know, this is kind of a moot subject. However, if there's going to be a government program where we take certain people in and whether it's by lottery or it's by, you know, choosing the best of the best, you know, this country needs the best immigrants. <laughs> um, wh- whatever coming way we, from shithole countries. Whatever way we do it, <laughs> that we bring them in, and they're coming through legally and through a process, like part of that process should be learning English. And it does. that's not something that would be a huge cost or a burden. I just don't think it should be a process to uh, become a citizen of our country because... Um, in the end, uh, you know, I complain a lot about overpopulation and stuff like that, but uh, immigrant immigrants are good for our economy because uh, they're willing to do the low-skilled labor, um, but they're also willing to, um, like, do more for society. I don't, I don't have all the stats in front of me. I'm getting a little bit tired. I apologize. But um, I, I think immigrants overall are good, especially because our generation isn't having as many kids as the generation uh, older than us. Um, which, you know, our population is going to start getting older, um, which we need immigrants to keep the population young and to keep keep the amount of workers so that when we're old, there's people who can work and pay for our Social Security, which is a whole other different discussion. But, you know, we still need a foundation and immigrants can help with that. But um, earlier, I said you're a fucking retard if you come to this country and you don't know, know English. And that may have been a little bit harsh because thinking about it again, if you're coming to America from like a violent situation, like the cartel... Like a refugee killed your, or something. Yeah, like a refugee or something. Or a cartel survivor or something like that. Um, you, If you don't know English already, that's understandable. But it should still be in your responsibility to learn the language ASAP. So I guess what it comes and down it to us is... it frustrates me when you find like a... It. Yeah, I don't think you should enforce it, but it frustrates me when you hear, like, oh, yeah, she's been living in America for 12 years, and it's like, are you kidding me? She doesn't speak a lick of English. That shit frustrates the hell out of me. It's like, are you just being lazy? Like, why would you come here if you're not even going to commit to it? Um, if I if I was forced to move to another country and um, uh, they were a different language than me, you bet your ass I would. Every day, you know, I'd watch my superhero movies that I love, but I would be watching them with... Uh, uh, the new language, the whatever language I'm trying to learn with like English subtitles, so I can try to pick it up. You know, it's it's not that hard. You just have to uh, like uh, immense yourself or uh, put yourself in the in the culture and the language. Just surround yourself. I know what with word it. you're trying to say. Immerse. immerse. Thank there you. you yeah. Go. You just okay, gotta immerse well... yourself in the language to learn it. But these people are like, you know, I I see. Um, God, this might come out really racist, but I see Mexicans who only hang out with only other Mexicans, only go to the Mexican shops where the people there speak uh, Spanish, uh, only go to Mexican restaurants and stuff like that. And it's like they have no interest in actually learning the language. And that's not something that I think we need to force them to assimilate to us. That almost sounds like Nazi culture right there, but it's just ridiculous well, that they don't the even try. Well, one of the questions later on is about assimilation. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, so we'll get to that later, but... Um, I think we've kind of, you know, beaten this question up, but I do have one other thing because you brought up the cartel. Yeah. So I was, I just got a glimpse of, uh, I don't know, I think it was Cairo 7 or something today. They had a question of the day, which was, should cartels be labeled uh, terrorist organizations? And... I feel like there's going to be a big left-right split on that because, you know, Trump's going after Mexico. 
But then I would again, say that's a clear yes. I mean, I don't know what Democrats would say or Republicans, but for me, I would say that's a clear yes. But I think that cartels are just, it's stupid that they exist because it's, it's such an easy solution to except, get rid of them. The, except with cartels, it's... Uh, terrorism is supposed to be violence to promote your ideology yeah is there an ideology well the cartels are i mean if that's the definition of terrorism you're going with then then no but I, when i when i think of a terrorist i think of someone like a group a group violent. causing destruction yeah and it's it's like i like watching gore videos um i think it um it, watching gore videos for me puts life into perspective you know that in the end we're just a bag of meat and bones, you know, when you watch someone mm, die, no. literally. And I've shown you lots of gore videos. When you watch someone die, it's like you realize then and they're like, we're not much more than just meat and bones. But um, You're so yeah. much more, Riley. <laughs> and you would have your value so much more increased if you saw what you really were. Well, I just like watching it, it, before the point of death, maybe. But at death, it's like when you watch someone die, it's it's a powerful yeah, moment point, of like only... seeing the life leave the eyes. You know, uh, just really fucked up shit. And the re in like ninety nine percent of the gore videos I watch, well, a lot of them come from India uh, for just really dumb shit that they do over there. But um, a significant majority of them come from like the Mexican cartels of the border in Brazil because of the cartels that they have in those countries, and it's just you know, raping women and cutting them up and all sorts of really fucked up shit. And it, it just, like, this is something that makes me so angry because I hate see like, I, I search out those gore videos, but then I get so angry after seeing them because it's like, this stuff is so fucked up and, like, the ISIS cutting off the head of, like, the American journalists and stuff like that. It's so fucked up. ISIS is a harder solution. But with the cartel specifically, it's so fucked up that we let this happen and it's such an easy solution to get rid of them, to get rid of the cartels. And yet, you know, which is legalizing with, drugs, correct? legalizing drugs and prostitution. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, I, you could argue that lowering the age of consent would also help with that because then uh, once you get rid of drugs and prostitution, then they could try to do child slavery. Um, but if you lower the age of consent, um, that would uh, prevent a lot of that as well, except for like the really young toddlers and stuff like that. And but, it would also prevent people who are being taken or like people who are being controlled by a John. Yeah. So like women who report to a guy yeah. who aren't um you might actually you might end up with more uh guys seeking out women who say you're now under my control yeah i just uh, i mean i'm not saying the situation wouldn't get better i'm just saying there would be also repercussions on the other side but uh and not, it's not like the cartels would completely go away because some of them would just turn into gangs but still the cartels are so powerful and it's so ridiculous that you, it's just it's so obvious how we stop it, and it, it just it hasn't happened. Like they, at this point, we're just encouraging the death of women being raped and murdered and stuff like that. You know, we find uh, bodies floating in the river all the time. It's really fucked up. I think, I mean, and since I've reminded myself of the definition of terrorism, I now have to change my answer to no. But if you take it more for just realistically what it is, a group of people causing destruction, you know, I you know they I would say it's 
terrorist or you know it's at least mass violence and they they're trying to make these mass shooters appear as terrorists and a lot of the mass shooters you know they leave their manifestos behind talking about their ideas you know we've had the the mass shootings recently not that recently a couple months ago in texas and ohio i think uh and they were against uh, illegal immigrants like they they targeted mexicans specifically um and those people yeah they're terrorists they have an ideal but then there's people like um uh, the Columbine kids, I don't believe that they had any kind of reasoning. They were just angry and they hated their life. And that's not really, they're not really trying to promote an idea, but they're still technically well, a they were anti, d- domestic uh, terrorist. Anti-treat kids like crap because like, well, they, they went bullied. after the popular. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but what about... Did, but there's people who just do it for chaos reasons, you know, just because they want to see people die. That's not really a message. Yeah. Well, and some people create a message or decide on a message because they have oh, an underlying... Oh, the, the guy who did... Uh, the guy who has the highest score right now, 59 kills, the guy from Las Vegas who shot out the window. <laughs> the guy who has the highest kills? Highest, yeah. High, highest score. Haven't you ever played Call of Duty? <laughs> I have, but these are real humans we're talking about. Who have... So that, that guy, no manifesto... We have I haven't I haven't researched on him in a little bit, but, but as yeah, far as I'm aware, we he still had don't really know no reason. Yeah, he and just one day he was like, is, you know what, fuck him. <laughs> what's funny is I actually uh, I watched a video of like probably the seventh or eighth grader, like black kid, talking to his teacher who a sassy black woman, and she's off camera, and he's explaining it's not terrorism because, and then he googles what terror terrorism is and she said no that's wrong and he said oh so you know more than what the dictionary says and she's like yes that's right (laughs) and the kid pretty much owns his teacher by saying no he wasn't a terrorist because he doesn't fit within this definition yeah but uh whether it's terrorism or mass violence i mean the cartel falls into that so i just want to ask that question but uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, that's uh, pretty good for this episode. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to us. Not we watching, are Quadrant for Politics. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, did you want to do the outro, Matt? Uh, take it away all right uh let's see here thank you for listening to quadrant for politics we appreciate it uh please uh email us or leave a comment you can email us at quadrant for politics at gmail.com and uh thank you again for listening uh gosh is there anything else i am missing have a great day yeah share us with your friends tell uh, tell your friends about our show that's the only way we can grow is by you going on facebook and saying hey guys i found this really cool podcast you should check it out because they'll listen to you because you're their friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, Get us more listeners. That's, you your, that's your job. <laughs> All right. All right. Take it. Bye.